Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Thanks for supporting the Fable and Folly Network. Here's another show we know you'll love. I got this really strange email last night. I need to see what's going on with this mystery file. Hey, it's a map of a town called Ocean Bay. Someone sent these images to you for a reason. I'm so lost right now. When was the last time you chose a direction and followed it? I'm going to Ocean Bay. We don't get many tourists this time of year. Ocean Bay is a friendly town, but we're not that friendly. I never sent you an email. I don't even know you. And why exactly are you here? The map is the reason we're here. Maps help when you're lost. Do you know what a trap street is? Trap streets aren't real. They don't exist. Don't trust anyone unless they give you a reason to trust them. I, I think he's dead. How could so much damage happen to a human body in such a short period of time? What the hell is going on here? From the creators of Strange Air, this is Trap Street. So maps can have secrets. Yes, maps can have secrets. Follow and hear new episodes of Trap Street anywhere you listen to podcasts. Everybody, Rev here. Before we get into this week's episode, just a reminder that we are having our Crit Show Creations contest to celebrate our fourth anniversary. Uh, you can submit either by email, the cast of the Crit Show Podcast.com, or you can submit on Twitter with the hashtag Crit Show Creations. Get that submission in by May 28th. That is a Saturday. Uh, and we will announce the winners on the stream on Monday the 30th and then also in the intro to the episode on the 1st. You know, we talked last time about. Oh, what kind of things do we want to see? I got our first submission. What? <gasps> By the time this comes out, there there will be more, I'm sure. But because we're actually, if you notice, there's, we have no Kim. She's been absent from this <laughs> intro. It is true. We've been trying to just not talk about it. We're actually in <laughs> our like little vacation phase. So we're knocking out a bunch of intros and stuff all at once. Um, someone wrote a one-page RPG. <gasps> what? Nice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So whatever it is you want to create, whether it is a food item or a, why can I never like come up with a list of creative things? <laughs> yeah, we're just like, what yeah, the, come up with a food item or a rake, <laughs> cotton candy, brand of pocket knife, <laughs> just anything related to uh, our main story, other side of the coin. And submit that to us, and we will draw four randoms at winner. To- Sorry? Four randoms at we'll winner, draw huh? four randoms at winner. <laughs> That's we're, how we'll, I think all the time. We'll draw four names at dinner. We'll, we will draw, we'll draw four, four rakes. Dinner winners. <laughs> four winner, rakes winner, of food item. Chicken dinner. <laughs> you will win four chicken dinners. Um, I'm submitting. We will draw four random winners uh, and announce those on the stream that's actually on our four-year anniversary and then also on the Wednesday following. So 
Again, you can hashtag Crit Show Creations or submit those to the cast of the Crit Show Podcast.com. And since Kim is not here, I will say it for her. If you have any spicy fanfic, you can send that directly to her at Kim at the Crit Show Podcast.com. <laughs> and always remember when we say submit, we also mean submit or else. <laughs> Uh, I want to walk over to the dog, and I want to cast a spell. Was there anyone here besides those creatures? No. One looked different. It gets up, and it walks over to the one that Kim had repeatedly beat with her sensor. Uh, and part of, like, the skull is fractured off of the head. Inside, pulse glow cunning. Okay. Yeah, I'll uncork the vial and pour this water into her mouth. Kara, are you with us? Yes. The distance is far, but I sent you. What exactly was the ritual? To separate death from its vessel. Where did you all learn how to do this? The idea came from us, those who chose me. I was the chosen because I spoke for the people living through the things happening. The Oracle found me. Together, we found Baba Yaga. We went to the gods, pleaded our case that death could not be allowed to run amok any longer. It was they who came up with the ritual. We who had to enact it. The longer you have talked to Kara and this magical glow in her mouth, you notice that it's become slightly fainter. And further up behind her brow, you see just the slight pulse of gold. Like when she died with her chosen energy, it didn't leave her. That seems weird. She still has some chosen energy in her that that doesn't leave if you if you die no that's weird like you know he was trying to collect the souls and stuff of chosen but not because like the energy stays in it hops maybe it was something about how you died Kara. how did that happen i told you earlier that we had to perform this on a plane where no human could see much less truly exist when i went through to do the strike i fully went into the god's plane my body could not survive. I died there. Perhaps the energy had nowhere to go, and so it rescinded back inside of me. Later, my body was retrieved and given burial. So when the gods were all standing in a circle and you and Strom and Baba Yaga were standing off to the side, that wasn't just a distance of a few meters. That was a distance of worlds? The distance of a veil. We could see through, communicate, but I had to pass through to be where they were. What exactly did you do when you went through? I plunged my spear into his chest, forcing the heart out the back. They then collected it. But if you had to die, were you dead when you did that technically? Or how long did that take? Moments. I was still alive when I struck the blow. It's like the end of Hercules, when he had to like reach into the pit and like he was dying. And you know, if he hadn't become a god, he would have. Yes, exactly. She didn't become a god. <laughs> yes, my, my favorite film, Hercules. I loved it. I've heard a lot about it. We get Disney Plus in the afterlife. The Kirk Grimm speaks highly of it. <laughs> He's my movie guy. Spoilers for Hercules. <laughs> okay, well, that puts a little spin on how I thought that might go. Just something to think about that whoever it is that has to do this in our version of it, if we can arrange it, get in and out faster. Or find some way to protect them as they're going through the veil. Yeah, I mean, we know James has a dope-ass suit that's supposed to help people move through 
different kinds of universes, maybe that's something we could explore. Kara, sorry to keep going back to this, but just if we're going to recreate this ritual, I am interested in every detail. Your death, as far as you know, was that a requirement for the ritual going successfully or just a byproduct of passing between the veils? It was the latter. Okay, that's good then. That means that if we can figure out a way around that, then no one has to die. Yep. All right. So one more problem to solve as we set this up? Yeah. I mean, the fact that she's still got the chosen energy within her could also solve a problem for us because the universe just chooses and you gave it up, but we've got some here. If we could withdraw this from her somehow, then maybe we could also pick a chosen to fill that slot. That's true. We did it once. Like, she's not alive, but two instances of this energy are existing right now. I don't know if it's possible that they could exist within two living beings, but we could try to find out. Yeah, and I don't know enough about magic. You're the magic guy, I guess, so if you think that works... I'm, I'm sorry. Put a little bit less stank on your voice when you say that. You're the magic <laughs> guy, I guess. No, I... No. That's not what I mean. Ha, ha, ha. I just... I know this is all very technical, and sure, we we did it to play keep away, but... You know, in building a recipe that's this intricate, ornate, detailed, is this like a sugar and Splenda situation? You know what I mean? Like, can we force it and it still work? Is the power the ingredient or is it the person? Yeah. This will require further investigation. I mean, either way, I think you're right, Jake. I don't know if this much power, I don't know if it's smart to just leave it here, you know? Oh, man. I mean, I hadn't really considered, like, taking it out now. Is that what you're talking about? Well, when we got here, the Kurt Grimm was fighting these things off, but it was not going to last very long. Kara would have been just here. Well, doesn't that mean that we should take care of the ghouls rather than remove this energy? Well, I think we should definitely take care of the ghouls, but I don't know if it's one or the other. I mean, I'm sure that both would be wise because, you know, I mean, the, the ghouls have demonstrated that this place is not perfectly defended. Or anything. If a if a troop of rando ghouls can get past the defenses, then somebody else with more intellect certainly could as well. There's like a brain cell between all of us and we got through, so. Yeah. But I don't, I mean, short of just physically taking her with us, and I don't know if we can do that. I don't have the means right here to extract this. I don't have a gem to put it into. I mean, except the ones that are in us, who wants to change fundamentally I might be able to cook something up. Who wants to be the chosen walking out of here? You three already have a role. Wait, hold on. What what do you what do you mean? Can all of you be chosens? Technically, yeah. It seems like by nature of being able to be like vessels for powers from entities that we could all be the vessel for that power as well. Like I don't think any human on earth could be because not any human on earth could be the divine or the demon powered whatever like not everybody could hold an ability but it kind of seems like if you could hold one you could hold a different one instead point is if that's the route you want to take i'm the only one it can be and i don't even know if it would work i had it and i willingly let it go i mean that's like sort of like a different energy though that we're talking about like this this is like chosen energy that has been frozen in amber almost this is the og undiluted good shit from the way back i it don't know you. Like, it doesn't know probably how you've treated its descendant energy. We're talking about it right in front of it. It doesn't have ears. It's energy. 
I'm just, I mean, again, like, I don't fucking know, man. We, we can't know this right now. We have absolutely no way to know this right now. I can start poking around, uh, not literally, hopefully, but I can start doing some research or, you know, trying to, trying to get a vibe off what's in her head. But right now, that's all we can do is speculate. But if we leave it here, we are running a risk. We know this place can be permeated. We did it. Ghouls did it. One problem at a time. Let's take care of these ghouls since we know they are actively trying to get here. And then if we make it through that, then we'll see what we can do next. All right. Yeah, I mean, the Kirkrim's back up to power. And I don't know exactly how smart the leader ghoul is. If we're lucky, maybe it could answer questions. Or, you know, we could pull them out of its brain or something. But otherwise, at least we take it off the board. Let's go spelunking. Um, What does it seem like is going to happen to Kara? Like, if we close this back up, is this going to end? Could we do this again? Could we get more water and pour it back in her mouth to talk to her again? Yeah, you don't have any reason to think that you couldn't do it again, but you imagine that resealing her tomb would end it. Okay, then yeah, I'll tell her. Hopefully we'll be back soon and, I don't know, maybe be able to re-enter you somewhere else or, I don't know. I think you still have a role to serve in this. I'm sorry that your work is not done, but we're going to try to make this as simple as possible. For now, rest, uh, and I'll close her tomb back up. And uh, move move the statue back over it so it's harder for anybody else to get to, just in case. Let's do this. I take the crystal vial and I fill it back up with some water so we have it on hand. And then I cup some in my hand and I rehydrate. three times your size. Fuck yes. <laughs> I do. I really want to drink some of this water. Like, I don't know what, what happened, but... Oh, all the descriptions so far, it sounds so quenching. How, <laughs> how cold is it? Is it, like, really cold? Yeah. Oh... I want to drink the water so bad. Everything the way that, the way that Rev's eyebrows moved when you said that <laughs> makes me realize that he he knows exactly what would happen if any of us tried to drink the water. Uh, there actually isn't a river anymore because I'm up at the top with my mouth open <laughs> <laughs> like a pelican. Yep. <laughs> Everything that I know about drinking water in like undead lands, it's not great. Just from lore <laughs> and TV shows that I've watched, so I wouldn't do that. But it made the Kirk Grimm so buff. It did, but it also made Jake the dog lose his memory. So Well, you know, I gotta I gotta hand it to that. I mean, as far as rock solid references go <laughs> for what's going to happen in this situation. His name was Jake too, so I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> adventure time. In oh, adventure okay. time. They went to the land of the dead. I and see. They're like, whatever you do, don't drink the water. And he drank the water and he lost his memory. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna take a sip. Yeah. He's like, I'd love to yes. forget this. I think I have to. I have to drink some then. If he's already done it and he seems okay and it sounds so good, I've got to. It is very cold and very refreshing. And you feel like it is like drinking a glass of water after you've been outside on a very hot day. Like you feel it throughout your entire body. And the next roll you do is with advantage. Okay. Oh, I'm dehydrated. I'm just like, I'm realizing as we talk about this. Yeah, this is not magical water. It's just I'm I, trying to trick you guys into <laughs> hydrating every now and then. I, I, I need to drink real water in real life so bad. Megan's crushing a water bottle right now. <laughs> the dog comes over and joins. <laughs> We're just facing the water. All, all on all fours. In a row. <laughs> I'm not going to because everything that I know... <laughs> references from TV shows tells me that this is a bad idea. When they both slurp up some water, I'm like, do do you remember who you are? I also do not join. This seems like a bad idea to me. All right. All right. I feel good. Melanie, Casey, come with Jim and I. We're going to get in this hole. (laughs) (laughs) 
You got it, Todd. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go kill these goblins. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stretch and wrap the chain around my forearm and, and head to this divot. Yeah. So what are you doing? Just jump everyone's like yeah let's go splunking just jumping down the hole like, no it seems so deep that seems like <laughs> such a bad idea that's fine for me <laughs> yeah okay yeah do you want to fly us all down individually sure can i try to reach out with my mind and see if i can sense anything down there before we jump absolutely he's like fuck i wish you would <laughs> <laughs> roll two before in. these jokers just jump in <laughs> nine all right you get a hold one uh, where is the creature right now? You reach out with your mind trying to get a sense of where this leader ghoul is, and it's about 600 feet down, but almost directly below you, like maybe 15 feet to your left. I look 15 feet to my left on the surface. What's there? Stone. Uh, I can tell that this, like, smart, smart ghoul is, like, right beneath us, but, like, really far, like 600 feet. Oh, no. Okay, so, I mean, do you want me to just scout this out, or? I mean, I kind of feel like our best option is to kite them back up and out of the hole. Like, if we go down there, we're very on their turf. At least if we can get them to chase somebody up here, we can kind of set a trap for them. Chase somebody up here. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably the one who can fly. Yep. Yeah, but is that just going to be the intelligent ghoul sending ghouls after us? While the smart guy waits down in the lair? Ah, maybe. That's Uh, what I would do. Well, Tass, can you make a convincing enough argument (laughs) that the main goal should follow you? (laughs) Can you get down there and do something that the main guy is like, no, no, everybody, hold on. I'll take care of this myself. Can you like challenge his authority? I don't know. What incentive would I... What? what? I'm dead bones underneath this meat. Come bite me. Like I. What? Horrifying. <laughs> the thought of your bones being dead <laughs> underneath I'm your living meat. I'm dead bones underneath this meat. <laughs> uh, I read a thing about the show Danny Phantom recently pointing out the fact that Danny Phantom is a ghost possessing his own body. And I was like, that's a terrifying way to think about existence. <laughs> I could try to communicate with them and like like try to convince the main one to come up here somehow maybe or like sow discord among his minions or something i don't i don't know i just like probably can't be the one to go down the hole if i i don't know try to get closer to it i can try to reach out again and get some more information about like what it's trying to do or or try to attract its attention and like get its focus on me that might draw it up i just don't think i could do it right from here again yeah it seems like i am Either the the gopher, the taxi, or the bait. Hell yeah, taxi me down there. I'll be waiting up here with a big wall of lightning if you get him to follow. I think I just come over to Megan. I'm going to just scoop you up and we just kind of float down and you tell me when to stop. Yeah, sounds good. I know it's right about 600 feet, so if we can just get down as silently as possible. I don't know how loud your wings are. Flap, 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 (laughs) flap. Silently glide like an owl, that's all. Yeah, yeah, all right. I'll do this quietly. And I'll scoop her up and step into the hole. All right, Taz, why don't you act under pressure to try and be as quiet as possible as you fly down this pretty narrow hole. But you get advantage. Oh, that's true. thank God I do. Should have drank that water. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, no. With advantage? What did you get? With advantage. If I add up all of the dice, uh-huh. it's a six. <laughs> uh, I'm going to use a... I'm going to use a point of luck. All right. And what is your luck ramification, Taz? Whoa. When I spend a point of luck, my monster side gains power. My curse may become stronger or another breed disadvantage may manifest. All right. So, Taz, you start to lower Megan down and you are trying to glide when you can. You're basically just gliding in a very tight circle, like keeping your one wing kind of centered and you're just corkscrewing down very slowly. (laughs) Uh, like one of those little pinwheel things that falls out of a tree. Yes, it is dizzying. (laughs) Mostly for Megan. The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com survey today. What are you doing to try and, like, know where to stop? Like, are you trying to bust something out to have some visual here? Or are you just going off of your hearing, cracking a glow stick and dropping it down in front of you? I think I am just listening. I'm listening to the point that I can hear anything, like, gently echoing back up the tube. Okay. So you are able to fly yourself and Megan down, and you're using the sound of your own wings kind of flapping off of the stone to to hear, getting that kind of echo back to you. Sort of bat radar. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And you get down towards the bottom and you can very clearly hear the sound echoing down and away like it curves off. Um, But then to your right, you can hear heavy breathing and you can feel like that sensation in the darkness where you can tell space has opened up next to you. Yeah, I I mean, I think I'm just sort of stopping and like wings as outstretched as possible and like feet on the walls just to hold us in place as still as I can, and I just sort of wobble Megan, like, to let her know. If we turn the lights on in this tunnel and see, like, a cross-section for a second, we see Tass holding Megan in the dark, and Megan is just, like, super close to this hole, and there's just a ghoul there staring at her breathing. <laughs> I'm like, it got really warm in here all of a sudden. <laughs> this, this breeze in here got really warm. <laughs> why, why am I damp? <laughs> uh, can I try to reach out again? Yeah. Uh, that's an 11. All right, you get a hold three. Where's the creature right now? Directly in front of you, about 15 feet straight ahead. Cool. Uh, What is it planning to do right now? It obviously has become aware of the lack of water falling down the tunnel. And you can tell that it's thinking about going to collect some more of its followers to send back up the hole. How can I attract its attention? It's very territorial. You get this sense from it of wanting to eat. And so if you could make it think that you're something else that might be going after what it's going after, that it would come personally to try and deal with the problem. I want to open a mental chat room with everyone. Okay, Okay. it's here. It's like 15 feet in front of us. It's noticed that the water is gone. And the only way that I can think to draw it up, the only way it'll get involved is... If it, if it thinks, thinks that, that we're, we're something, something else that's, that's going, going after, after the thing, thing that, that it wants. 
maybe we make it sound like we're embattling the puppy, and if I think somebody else is doing that, that they're trying to get to the stuff. Okay, so we just we just let it hear like combat sound and digging sounds or something? Yeah, it's planning on sending up some more regular ghouls here soon, though. So maybe I'll hit it with a light gun and get its attention, make it know that we're a bit more of a threat, and then we can go back up, and if it sends other ghouls after us and they see that we're fighting the puppy, maybe they'll report back, light up this tunnel, and hit it with the light gun to let it know that we're a threat, and then task get me the hell out of here. Give me give me a minute to go get the dog in on this plan. Okay. Yeah, I want to go back over to the Kurt Grimm and... I don't know if I need to cast a spell again to actually communicate with it or if I can just pantomime at it like you, me, fake, fake, not real. <laughs> I, I punch, think you got to roll. Punch, punch, yeah. punch, not real. Bite, again, not real. Can't stress enough. It looks like you're just dancing yeah. in front of it. <laughs> and, and it's just like bobbing its head up and down like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. And you take that as a yes. <laughs> uh, 11. All right. You are able to communicate with the Kurt Grimm again. Okay. We've got an idea about how to deal with those things that you were fighting earlier and take out their leader once and for all so that they stop bugging you. But we need you to play along. Okay. So if they think that we're after what they're after, then the leader will come up here to try and handle us. So we're going to bait them out of the hole, and then we need it to look like you're defending the graves against us. And then they'll think that we're trying to take the bones. The leader comes up, and then we all just stomp it, take it out. The operation's blown. Okay. All right, so you need to fight us, but please don't actually like hurt us real bad or murder us. You know, hurt me. No, no, of course not. And like an, an eye for an eye. If like if somebody accidentally hits you too hard, then I mean, go ahead, give them one right back. That's fair. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, I'll get back in the mental chat room. Okay, okay. the yeah, Kirk Grimm is in. in. We're good. Okay, get ready. And yeah, I want to. I want to try and hit it with this light gun, but I'm mostly trying to like light up this area as well. If mm. possible, I would love to try and get a drinks on this thing before we head back up to the surface. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, roll Jinx. So you're not trying to hurt it, you're just trying to get its attention more so. Yeah. All right, so yeah, you are able to get this tunnel lit up. Roll Jinx. 13. All right, you get a hold too. And Tass, in front of you, you see the tunnel light up and there is a ghoul in it that has this decaying flesh and you can see part of its skull is missing and underneath is a brain that's pulsating with a dull color underneath it and as the tunnel lights up like it turns and it looks at the two of you hanging there in the opening of the cave and it starts to like inflate its chest and open its mouth oh ghoul and i'm gonna kick off of the wall (laughs) (laughs) and fly as fast as i can all right roll act under pressure six oh can i help out how so Uh, i think when i see this ghoul and i also kind of like push away from the wall from where Tass has me and he's looking at this thing and I'm looking up Mm, so I can kind of use my hands that are free since Tass is holding me to push off the other wall to give him the best like route upwards. All right. Roll help out. 10. All right. So Tass gets a plus one. So that gets you to a seven. Woo. So you can get the two of you up and out of this hole, but you're going to take some damage or you're going to drop something. (laughs) (laughs) Not Megan. (laughs) The other thing you're holding. (laughs) (laughs) Or you're going to draw some unwanted attention. I'm going to take the pain. So you both get splashed with this corrosive green viscous fluid that the ghoul spits out. Uh, It's one point of damage, armor defeating. 
Jake and Kim, you see Tass and Megan fly out of the hole and there is this green fluid dripping off of them. And down below, you hear the shriek of a ghoul. It spits like acid or something. And I'm like trying to wipe it off my clothes. What's with all of these monsters that are spitting gross stuff recently? There's a lot of spit with monsters. All right. I'm going to start a fake fight with the dog. I'm going to start like scooping at a grave and and tussling with him. Yeah, what's everybody else doing to help Jake sell this? I'm going to just be sort of like grabbing bones out of a grave and like taking them out of the grave. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm doing the same as Kim. I'm in another grave and I'm just like taking bones out and like putting them in my backpack. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think I'm flying around the Kurt Grimm like pretending to harry it. All right, so Jake, I think this is going to be a manipulate someone. Neat. Five, I too will use a point of luck. Oh. Oh. And what's your luck ramification? Uh, When you spend a point of luck, the official council of wizards is going to poke their nose into your business. Okay. So as you are all putting on this act, you see the leader ghoul come out of the tunnel. It crawls its way out of the hole and sees you all across, digging at the bones, fighting with the Kirkrim, and it lets out a shriek. And as it does more of this, viscous fluid flies off of it and it's just kind of enraged and it starts to move towards the water and leap over. Can I use one of my jinx hold to interfere with what a monster minion or bystander is trying to do? Yeah, how so? Uh, I think I draw some salt out of my shaker and I snap right as it jumps over the river and some of the ground was loose right where it jumped so it doesn't have good footing so when it lands on the other side it just eats shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it leaps across Um, But its foot gets away from it as it pushes off at the last minute and it kind of scrabbles in the air uh, and then lands hard on the other side. Uh, As I see it falling, I want to turn in the air and just dive bomb try to strike this thing. All right, roll kick some ass. There we freaking go. 14. All right, what's your extra effect? I think take little harm. Uh, And we're actually going to turn that into take no harm because... This thing is kind of at a disadvantage from having fallen to the ground uh, that it tries to swipe at you as you dive bomb at it, striking it. Uh, how much damage is that? Uh, two harm. Task clocks it with his chained fist and rises back into the air. Okay, so what I am thinking is very strange. So I know that a ghoul's weakness is light. I want to grab the bones that I've been pulling out of this grave and run with them like towards the ghoul and then cast them on the ground and try to force a vision to make my eyes light up so that the ghoul gets hit with light. Oh, yeah. So I think the danger here is having to be super close because it is an intense light, but it's such a small area. So yeah, roll act under pressure, but you're also going to get some hold off of this from the bones because you're using your, your investigate move. Mm-hmm. Man, can I use my other hold to give her a plus one on this? Sure. Okay, so am I rolling act under pressure or investigate a mystery? Act under pressure. Cool. And investigate a mystery. And a little kick some ass. <laughs> Simultaneously. Um, so that's a seven. Okay. Thank you, Ooh. Megan. <laughs> and if that had been an investigate a mystery, what would it have been? Um, Only an eight. And what about if it was a kick some ass? <laughs> Back to a six. Seven's the middle ground. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So you are going to be able to run up and basically plant your hands on the side of this creature and blare your eye light directly into his eye sockets. But his grip on you is not going to to loosen or the vision that you get is not going to be off of 
the bones here, but off of the ghoul, or you're going to have a minus one forward because it's it's going to kind of be blinding to you as well for a moment. So when you kind of stagger away from it. I'm all in on the unsafe vision. Let's have a vision about the ghoul. Okay. So the vision that you get is going to be your free one. You're what happened here. Um, And I think that it's almost like parts of Clockwork Orange in your brain, where it's just these flashes of the buried body and the coming back to life and the corrosion by this acidic material and like crawling down into the mud deeper and deeper and like escaping through the bottom of the grave. And it's just all a lot. But this light penetrates into the ghoul's eyes and everyone around sees its brain light up white for a brief moment instead of the green as the light kind of penetrates through its skull. Uh, and it lets out a shriek and, and staggers backwards, clawing at its own head. Holy shit, did she just pen and stare that ghoul? <laughs> <laughs> This is the coolest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Jake. Uh, I'm going to throw a lightning blast at it. All right. Roll kick some ass. 12. All right. What's your extra effect? Uh, I will suffer less harm. And how much damage is that lightning blast? Uh, three harm. You throw this bolt of lightning out as you run towards the ghoul, and you can see again that the lightning hits it, and that yellow energy crackles up its body and again collects in its brain, and you see this white this yellow and this green energy all pulsing inside of its head. And as this energy rolls through its body, it slobbers more of this. Yeah. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it just uncontrollably starts to spit out this goo and it lands on you. But since you picked take less damage, uh, there is no damaging effect, but it, you can see it like trying to eat away at your clothes. Oh. Uh, watching Kim get up close to this thing and the way that it's reacting to all these other things that are hitting it, like, my first thought would be to try and hit it with the light gun, but that doesn't seem to be doing the amount of damage that we would expect. Mm. Can I try and figure out what this thing's deal is? Yeah, why don't you roll investigate a mystery now that you have eyes on it? What's your deal? <laughs> What's your deal, ghoul? Where do you live? Do you like to party? What's, What's your, your number? <laughs> 11. All right, you get a hold nice. too. Uh, what can hurt it? As you're observing it, you notice pretty quickly the multiple colors in its brain, and there's something about whatever happened to it that made its brain absorbent that it could take in energy could take in information and you need to keep hitting it with different things to overload whatever has happened to its brain okay and i guess the other thing i would ask is maybe what can it do like we've seen it spit out this bile but does it look like it has anything else up of its gross sleeves yes as you are looking at it watching the different color flick around in its brain and seeing the green kind of drip out of its mouth you notice that some of it is like crackling with electricity and some of it is almost beads of light. It seems like whatever it is hit with, it can rechannel. Oh boy. Okay, yeah, I open up the mental chat room. Okay, okay this, this thing, thing can, can uh, absorb, absorb the, the abilities, abilities of things that, that hits it, it and, and it can, can basically, basically puke, puke out your own shit back at you. So, so we, we have, have to hit it with a bunch of different types of things to overload it. Okay. okay. Should, Should I, I keep, keep smacking it? it? I don't know I don't if it's know absorbing that. that. It seems to absorb like power and stuff that it can like throw back. But maybe. Hold on. Let me try something, but be ready, okay? Okay. I want to try to hit it with Big Whammy and see if my power is different enough to affect it. Yeah, roll it. Seven. So, Megan, you rear back and you let out the energy for this big whammy and you see the purple energy flow towards the ghoul and wash over it, knocking it backwards. As it does, it opens its mouth and you see a little pin of lightning fire in your direction. Uh, You take one point of damage 
armor defeating as it kind of sizzles into your shoulder but you see the purple energy now and these lights are flickering in its brain even faster hit it Tass. i'm gonna smack it all right roll kick some ass five. Oh no you swoop down at it and start to swing trying to clip it again as you dive out of the air and then back up as you go by it opens up its mouth this lightning crackles out of its mouth it just is run down your side as you swoop by uh, you take two points of damage, not armored feeding, as this electricity ripples through the side of your body. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm so sorry for giving it lightning. Since I'm still close to it, I'm going to whip out my sensor and see if I can just smack it right in the brain. Yeah, we'll kick some ass. Damn, my minus one. That makes it a nine. All right. You lash out at it with the sensor. Uh, smacking it in the head. And as you do, it throws its left hand back at you, and you see this purple energy roil off of its hand, knocking you backwards into the building. You take one point of damage, um, not armor-defeating as you are knocked into the building. I hold my magic rod aloft, and I yell, Magic Missile! Uh, <laughs> and I want to cast a spell to do it a, a point of harm. <laughs> Because it's a new, it's a, it's not elemental. It's just straight up arcane hurt. Yeah, roll, use magic. Uh, eight. All right. What is your glitch? Uh, it has a problematic side effect, and the effect is just inflict harm, one harm, ignore armor, magic obvious. So you point the rod at the ghoul and let this torrent of magical energy fly at it, and this blue energy hits it and goes into its brain. It begins almost like a spin cycle, like the color is just constantly flashing and its eyes get really wide. And then you see its brain melt and just pour out of its eyes and mouth and it collapses to the ground. The energy pouring out of your rod does not stop. (laughs) Oh, no. no. It's like you just have like. It's like (laughs) it's like a Roman candle. You just. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dude, you got it. (laughs) Everyone stay clear. Uh, I, I think I'm going to run over and just like point it down the hole, like just in case any other ones are coming up. Okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. So you run over and you aim it down the hole and it goes off for like a good 30 seconds still just putting out little pulses of magic before it finally shudders <laughs> and, and shuts down. All right. I, I, oh, so cautiously like reholster it, like making sure that ends not pointing at, it's just pointing straight at the ground. Wow. I guess that's better than not long enough? I suppose. Not as good as just the right amount of time, but yeah. Yeah. How's everybody feeling? I've been worth just picking myself up from like being thrown against a mausoleum. Doing okay. Not fantastic. Sorry. Didn't mean to give it telekinesis. No, it that was fine. I wonder if it had a vision of its own terrible demise <laughs> right before it came to pass. Oh, God. I hope so. Okay. Well... Uh-huh. That thing's down, so even if there's more little ghouls, they're just sort of mindless wandering around, right? This, this, uh, The pup here is not going to have any trouble with any of them that might wander over here, but the question still remains, well, what to do with the remains? Yeah, speaking of, I do want to go start, like, respectfully putting back the parts we did disturb in the act. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, like reburying the ones that the ghouls had dug up just as we talk this over. And the Kurt Grimm follows along and just watches over your shoulder. <laughs> uh, I know that I don't have visions anymore, but I had embodied that chosen energy before, and I kind of understand the landscape of this 
thing that we're trying to accomplish now, even if I don't understand the how, I at least get these moving pieces. Could I trust my gut here on what I think is the most respectful, responsible thing to do with this chosen energy that's left down here? Yeah, roll it. That's a 10. So as odd as this might sound, the impulse that you get, the place where you feel like you should be right now, is in Damien's passenger seat. Um, okay. I think as they're doing these other things and I'm having this thought, I've just kind of flown over off to the side, you know, past the the river and everything. Just get my phone out and see if I have any reception. You do not. <laughs> uh, just like looking at it and... I think I even just say it out loud, knowing this is probably the same thing. Like, man, Damien, I don't know if we have a connection with what you gave me, but if you can hear me, I I could really use your attention right now. Why don't you roll luck? Okay. 12. Nice. There's a brief moment and then a burst of fire as Damien appears next to you. Oh, oh, this place. Hey, man. Uh, We have stumbled upon- Did you just talk into my brain? I think I did. I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, it must be like, because I gave you your powers, like technically I'm, I don't know what that would be, but like, yeah, that was weird. I just heard you and I was like, I should go check on Tass. That is wild. I I did not think that was going to work. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how to explain this. We're we're working on something, obviously, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out next steps and the impulse to just be, well, in your passenger seat (laughs) next to you was like intense so you want to like go for a ride or i guess all right let's get out of here (laughs) you can see like he kind of looks over at the rest of the group across the river yeah yeah man let's roll for a minute all right he just sees me in the distance arms up and a what the fuck gesture yeah you said you had to be in the passenger seat why can't we be in there too yeah I don't. Th- I'm not sure we're like really privy to any of the conversation. He seems to have just wandered off, had this thought, and manifested Damien like a hundred yards away from where we are. As you're all respectfully reburying bones. Yeah, I. Th- <laughs> I think that the three of you like going to work, putting these bones back to rest. There's this brief flash behind you, and then again, and you turn, and Tass is gone. What? Where did he go? If he's not back by the time we finished burying the bones. Let's let's go look. Let's go look at. I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna walk over to where he just disappeared from and see if there's any indication of what the fuck just happened. Yeah, and I'm open in my mental chat room if he's nearby. Tass. Yeah, you don't get any reading from him. Uh, but Jake, you do notice that on the ground there are some char marks. Like it looks like a, a flash of fire has been here, and the like the char on the ground is in the like the symbol of like someone giving the devil horns on their hand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, this is. Clearly, Damien. Tass, we find you in the passenger side of your best friend's ride. (laughs) (laughs) Knew it. Was knew you were a scrub. (laughs) Yeah. So, hey, man, how uh, how you doing after dealing with the necklace? All right, just uh, just trying to get a lead on where the body might be. I haven't been able to find it yet. Fair. I mean, again, you you don't have to owe us some kind of favor or deal or something if you just need some help. Honestly. I'm weirdly relieved at that answer. Like, I had a question for you, but it's a really silly kind of question. I I just, um, I know that you're going to do what you have to do because that is the most important thing. But I just want to make sure that you know that, like, even though we made a deal for me to have this power, that that is not as important as you taking care of your own stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, there's, 
some steps between I mean, me and, and hopefully bringing her back to life. I'll definitely give you a heads up. That way you aren't just caught off guard, suddenly powerless. Yeah, well, I appreciate that too. But, you know, again, do what you have to do in the moment and we'll deal with it. I mean, if you like the power set, you can always go to the people I made the bargain with. See if you get them yourself. Yeah. What uh, What kind of deals happen there? Uh, I made a deal with Calidus. She's a leader of this really old organization, Primus Daimonium Familia. <laughs> huh? What? Uh, future time stuff. Uh, yeah, they're they're the ones, the demons. <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, they were in charge. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry about all this kind of weirdness. I. I'm not exactly sure what I'm looking for, if it's advice or what, but we're just dealing with a situation down in that creepy little place, and I just don't know what to do about it. I, I feel this odd responsibility about the situation, even though I know it's not something that is mine to take or deal with. I just feel like I should, I don't, I don't know, be there, like, to usher it along. It's, um, well, long story short, it's kind of this energy of the chosen like I had, but left over from ages ago, and we're trying to decide if we leave it down there in that crypt, or if we should try to take it and use it somehow. You know, what I'm I'm really leaning towards is just figuring out how to completely free it, because, you know, the world picks the chosen. I don't think it should be us trying to force it like I did before. I don't think it should be keep away. I think it should just be let go so that the world can decide. Oh, did it not pick you before? Like, how did that work? Well, I have the receptacle for it, I guess, the possibility of being it, and so we just kind of forced it. Oh. Yeah. So what does this have to do with being in my car? (laughs) I don't know. I feel like I should be rifling through your glove box or something to see if there's a clue. (laughs) You're not going to like what you find. Ah, you're right. I'm not touching it. I don't know, man. I think I just needed to talk it through with somebody that, doesn't have eyes on it, that isn't in it, you know, doesn't exactly have stakes. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really understand totally what you're talking about, but, like, if the, the Chosen is what? Like, someone that people can believe in or put their trust in or whatever. Like, if you have the receptacle for it, I don't know, aren't you, like, just as good as anybody else then? I, I don't know. It just seems kind of like cheating to just make it happen when it usually happens on its own, you know? I don't know. You know, the the Chosen might be someone who takes action into their own hands at one point, and like another time might need someone who lets things happen. It could be different from time to time. Like the world changes, the thing that it needs might change too. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. All right, we should probably get back. It's really a cool spot if you want to say hey to the gang. Like, it's this place we had to get to being... Like, led down in coffins by some unseen forms. It was like this pallbearer situation. It was super creepy. Yeah, it felt weird. Like, it was not hard to get to you, but, like, it took way longer than I think it should have. Huh. That makes sense. I mean, with, you know, demon-y energy and stuff. This is like a, it's like a burial ground of, I don't know, I don't want to say heroes, but, I mean, certainly at least one hero. Hmm. And I don't know who the rest of them were, but. Should we have not, like. Just ducked out without saying goodbye to them? Probably not, but, you know, they had a bunch to do, and I didn't want to do it. Were they burying (laughs) bones? Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, I can take you back. Yeah, all right. And the two of you disappear in a burst of flame. Back in the catacombs, what are you three up to? 
Can I touch that scorch mark and get a vision? Yeah, you can roll investigate a mystery as you touch the scorch mark. Okay. It's just a, it's a steering wheel with the devil horn's hand in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, seven. All right, so you get a hold one. What happened here? Yeah, so what happened here is you get a very clear vision of Tass coming over, closing his eyes, and as he does, there's just a little wink of fire that comes out the corner of both of his eyes, and that tiny flame comes together, hits the ground, and Damien appears. They talk for a moment, and then they take hands and vanish. What is being concealed here? So as you're touching the ash on the ground and getting this sense from Damien, the thing that's being concealed here is you get this kind of rolling memory of Damien throughout his life. Just flashes and flashes and flashes of different time periods, different events, different moments. And there's this moment where you see a large book laid out and someone has some documents and some stamps. Very clearly, you see them looking down at the book and they erase a longer name and write a shorter one. And in this moment, you realize somewhere along his many years of life, Damien was forced to change Odubhale to O'Doyle. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. So this is the end of the world. Pretty weird, right? I'm Hannah. I'm sure you've probably noticed by now. I'm a zombie. My name would be the last one. From the creator of Redmond Born and Cybernautica. I can't exactly control most of the things zombie me does. I'm basically what amounts to a backseat driver in my own body. You learn to kind of just go with it after a while, I think. Like, do I feel bad for eating a family of four when I was new? You bet. Not exactly my favorite memory. Anna is living her best unlife, while unknowingly being on a crash course with Callie, an explorer desperately seeking to leave her mark on an American wasteland that seems to be all out of new discoveries. Oh, one might say that it's the comics that got me into this, but between you and me, I'm gonna blame the McSodas. No sense in ruining everything I like in one day. Together, this unlikely pair team up against the dangers of post-apocalyptia. <sighs> okay, okay, this thing is not playing around head on. Shit, incoming! Sometimes I miss the old days. Killing zombies for upstart communities, now that was a lot more simple. A lot more ethical, too. Wouldn't you say so? Don't you think it's a little more ethical to kill a zombie than just some stranger on the road? Apocalypse, a story about love, death, and robots. 
just not the Netflix guy. 